Welcome to the Liberty Room. That's right, the Liberty Room, where conservatives can speak their minds with all the freedoms guaranteed by our beloved Constitution. The Liberty Room with me, the one, the only, the Jim Wood. And then sitting next to me, my friend, my brother, my fellow American red, white, and blue patriot, that high-flying tall drink of how-do-you-do, Dwight. So for the next hour or so, strap in, hold on, but don't hold back when you're hanging with us in the Liberty Room. Welcome to DeSantis Airlines. As we come in for a landing, if we have any issues, a glass of Merlot will drop from the ceiling. Your also Tiffany seat cushion works as a flotation device. So as we come into Martha's Vineyard, please sit back, have the butler massage your feet, and we will be landing very soon. Ding, 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 <laughs> flight attendant, oh, flight attendant, I need my Merlot and that massage. You tell the pilots to stay airborne a little bit longer so I can get that massage. <laughs> you're not convincing. I'm not? No, you're not saying it in Spanish. Oh. <laughs> Why? Donde esta el baño? You just asked where the bathroom was. That's, That's about all the Spanish the sp- yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, if I do anything else, it'll sound racist. Well, so I just won't. your Spanish is better than your air drumming. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, being a black guy can't be racist, right? Yeah. 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 That's the rule. Tello. Pilotos to not descendo. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm going to, we're going to call this somebody else's podcast. I can't welcome people to the right. Liberty Room. Welcome to Joe Rogan's podcast. Right. Blame Joe Rogan for the racist remarks just made. No, they weren't racist. I'm black. Oh, okay. Remember? Duh. What if I say it? Well, you're more black than me, so it's still not racist. I, I got a race card. You have a race card. Yes, you do. And a white privilege card. But you are more black than I am. You show me a picture <laughs> of you being more black than me tonight. So you are. So welcome to the family, black man. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, people are about to going now. Oh, the Jim Wood in blackface? I heard Dwight say it. No, I didn't say he was black fa- yeah. in blackface. I said that he showed me a picture where he was more black than me. Now, however you interpret that, that's on you. And you're yeah. crazy brain matter. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell what comes out of there, right? Yeah, no kidding. All right, here we go. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in to the Liberty Room this week with me and my brother, Dwight. The racists? <laughs> Somebody will call us that. Who cares? Probably. Um, they cannot weaponize the English language to bother me. I don't care. Bring they it on. They want. All right, welcome, everybody, to the Liberty Room. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, in this week's podcast episode. Please uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button while you're here if you're new to the Liberty Room. Um, but if you're not, if you're, a, if you're a regular here, well, pick up your regular seat, take your shoes off, kick back for the next hour or so. While you're uh, kicked back there, make sure you uh, go to thelibertyroom.com, copy that URL, and send it to all your friends. Post it on your social media. Let everybody know that all the cool kids are hanging out in the Liberty Room. Did you just call it a URL? What is this, 1995? Are you making fun of my technology? Yes, I am. Well, it's an address. It's a URL. That's what it is. No one calls it a URL. The cool kids that come here and listen to us do not call it a URL. Well, they're not, they don't call them cool kids either. <laughs> <laughs> Point taken. Okay, yeah. All right. Also, while you're out there on the old interweb, make sure you go to thejimwood.com. Don't worry. It all links together. It all comes back full circle. Wednesdays with Jim, the brother show. Mm-hmm. of this podcast uh, and live every Wednesday night where you can be part of the chat, part of the discussion, part of the talk. Uh, it doesn't matter. You didn't, if you like us good, if you don't good, either way, it doesn't matter. Just get, be a part of the conversation. That's how we learn about each other. 
Um, lots of folks tuning in on Wednesday nights and, and be, getting in on that conversation. Um, you could be one of them, and you can get there from thejimwood.com. Live on five different platforms. Live on five. Live on five. I like the way you say that. Live on five. <laughs> That's just jive. <laughs> Live on five. And those five are Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, the big three. Also on Telegram and Twitch as well. Other platforms where it's simulcast through every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock sharp. You know, uh, this past uh, episode that you did on Wednesday, yeah, um, it was actually a really good one. Well, thank you. Yeah. 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 No, we had some good guests on. We did. You you featured um, a lady who is running for uh, school board here in Waynesboro. Mm-hmm. Um, and her name is Amber, and she's fantastic. Amber and, Lipscomb, a good friend. Yep. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to... You interviewed me, and then you interviewed her. It was like you had a really cool, like interview session going on. How about that? We had it all laid out. People couldn't see the frantic movement behind the scenes where we're texting back and forth, trying to get her, uh, get her lined up and get her on the show. But, uh, I was glad, uh, glad she got to join us and she'll join us more. She's actually going to join us here on the podcast soon enough. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about issues that's going on with the education system now and her reasons for running for school board. And, um, you know, uh, her, her desire to, uh, help the future of, uh, future of America, honestly. That's very admirable because there's a lot of parents out there that won't even do that. No, no. I mean, she's a, I I said it earlier, she's a full-time mom, a, uh, she homeschools her kids. So she's still a full-time teacher. She, you know, she also works, you know, um, mom, wife, employee, She's a full-time American woman, and she has still put it in her schedule, take her time to jump in the political fray mm-hmm. <laughs> and run for school board because she can see a better future for her kids and and one where the parents are actually involved. Wow, that's a novel concept. Not the, not the a school trying to eliminate the parents from the picture and and force feed that agenda to them, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, God bless her, man. She's. She's one of the one of. She's a force to be reckoned with. Number one, if you get to sit and talk to her. Yeah. Um, but you know, we're uh, we're happy that here in our little city that she is willing to step up and uh, and uh, answer that call. God mm-hmm. bless her. Yeah, and we need more people like her. I mean, honestly, sure for our listeners, if if you, it's I mean, obviously it's kind of late now to to declare your candidacy, well, but it's never too late to help. But yeah, you can help someone run, but you know, also consider that in the future, be a part of, of the solution which is running for different offices, getting yeah. involved, you know. It may be running. It may be working with your committee. It may be going out and door knocking yeah. uh, for that candidate that you supported. There's a lot of roles out there. This is not – running for office is not a one-person job. And if you are trying to do it all by yourself, you will fail miserably. That's right. You know, uh, I'm lucky running for my office. I have a, a strong Republican committee behind me since I am a Republican. You are. I'm a conservative first. Wow. Without a doubt. Um, and you I know, know you're a Republican. Well, you should. You're the chairman of the committee. Oh, that's right. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's right. But you are on the roster. That's oh, right. Oh yeah. yeah. If I've got to you remind you, me. we may need to look for a new chairman. <laughs> you may have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Um, so you know, um, so there's a lot of roles out there. A lot of things that can be done that can be helped. I mean, anything from. You know, phone calls and door knocking to you know stamping envelopes or you know whatever whatever just delivery whatever dinner to specialty 
God gave you, mm-hmm. use it to help your community. That's right. How about that? Yeah. It's, it's important. Straightforward. It's important. Yeah. Because if you lose your community, you know, what else do you have? You know, everything yeah. starts at the local level. We've talked about that in the past. Yeah. Um, and if, if you don't take care of the local level, and that's the stuff that really, you know, yeah. impacts people. Yeah. You I know. mean, you can watch the news and pull and, and get so mad about things they pass or don't pass in D.C. or comments that, you know, uh, Pelosi or Schumer or somebody says. But when it comes down to it, some of those stupid remarks that come out of Biden's mouth or come out of Schumer's mouth or uh, any of that bunch, you know, what if what how much effect does it have over your everyday life more so than your own city council? I wait with bated breath for everything that Biden says. <laughs> Because it's so damn funny. It is. And sad at the same time. Did you know? No, I did, did not. Did you know? I didn't. Really, I didn't. That COVID is now over? I heard. Officially, I it is heard. over. And the liberals lost their freaking mind on social media. Yeah. Yeah, that 60 Minutes interview had a lot of conversation in there that a lot of people, I don't know if they caught on to. We talked about that on the Wednesday show this week. Um, about one specific thing, but there was a lot of things in that in that discussion that um, ought to have the hair on people's necks standing up. I wonder when Joe showed up to the interview if he asked the interviewer um, how long the show was going to be. Well, you know, I was expecting when when uh, um, what was his name that the, the guy that did the interview he said to asked him what he thought about his uh, um, approval ratings being so low. I thought he'd have went pineapple. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's probably thinking that it could have been. He probably could had SpongeBob SquarePants run through his head it, when that question was asked. Listen, there was there was more dancing in that interview than the entire Dirty Dancing movie. You know, <laughs> I mean, the way Joe tiptoed and danced around every question that was given to him. Um, but there was a lot of truth in there that some people didn't catch on to. Now, when he talked about his approval rating, what did he do? He blamed it on the pandemic. People are upset right now. People are just upset. That's all it is. People are just upset. They need a common person to blame it on, I guess, is what he was trying to get to. He never got to that, but he's just talking about people were upset. You know, but when he, he made a comment, it was something we talked, this is the part we talked about on the Wednesday show this week. Um, you know, you think back, you know, when Obama told us that he that he was going to fundamentally change America. And right now we're seeing it. We're seeing every bit of it. Um, but you know, you got to pay attention to the words they use sometimes because it all links together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when he, when they were out talking to, uh, to Joe Biden and, and what was going on, um, he said, he made a comment about how we're not going to recognize, uh, America on the path it's going. We're not going to recognize America in 10 years. That's uh 2030. Oh, geez, that number sounds very I mean, it's familiar. only eight years from now. From the time he got in office, though, that's going to be 2030. Yeah. There's something else that shares that mm. same number, too. Mm. What could it be? Um, oh, oh, I know what the answer oh, is. Oh, please, please, Mr. Williams. Agenda look. 2030. How about that? Yeah. They're giving that stuff. They're constantly, you know, giving those hints out, you know, whether it's the World Health Organization, mm-hmm. the World Econ- Economic Forum, you know, uh, you got Schwab and Soros and all these people. They keep, you know, they keep mentioning things, and you got to pay attention and pick up. It's just like military intelligence. They're trained. Certain jobs in the military, they're trained to pick up on code words. Mm-hmm. They're trained to pick up on words that they may put a sentence together that is a four-word sentence that is actually one word from a different sentence in an entire paragraph. 
you got to be able to pick those words up and how the influx of their voice, things like that. And I know it sounds kind of crazy, but that's what our military does. That's exactly what they do. Um, and if you pay attention to politics that way, you can, you know, you can pick up on things that are being discussed. Fundamental change. Tim won't recognize it in 10 years. Put all this, you know, put all this stuff together. Some people call it conspiracy theory, or at least they did a couple of years ago. Well, it's no longer a conspiracy when the people who are generating the conspiracy yeah. are telling you what they're going to do. Sure. I mean, before it was a best guess, right? It was like, yeah. okay, we see these data points we think is leading this direction. Yes. But now they're just, they're in public publishing sure. whatever that comes to mind. And here's the problem is that the average person is just ignoring it. Sure. You know, so, so these people who are generating the World Economic uh-huh. Forum, you know, Carl Schwab, whatever, they're, mm-hmm. they can now say, we told you. Yeah. We told you. Yeah, they put it right out there in front of you. I mean, you see stuff. I mean, <laughs> you see some stuff in movies. Ooh, you know, yeah. you see things that's coming up. And if, tell me something. All right, and this uh, this is a conspiracy in my head. I don't get it. Okay, Alex right. Jones. <laughs> not quite. And I'm mm. not going to try to do the Alex Jones imitation again. That was horrible. Yeah, why it was. Yeah, why, don't don't. I listened back at it. Why didn't you stop me? That was awful. Well, because. I air drum and I'm horrible at it. So I wanted something you could be horrible at just to feel better. So basically pain looks better on other people. It does. Oh, I got you. Misery loves company. There you go. Yeah. All right. So, um, the creator of, um, uh, uh, what is it? The Simpsons. Uh huh. All the things the Simpsons predict. Have you seen this? Do you know um, what I'm talking about? I, yes, I do. The big one is the Trump election. Uh-huh. The Trump coming down the escalator, the, the cardboard falling, the, you know, everything just fell in line. I mean, it was it was just like what happened in real life. Mm-hmm. But we have a, mu- a movie that we like mutually. What's that? With Luke Wilson. Oh, yes. Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yes. And I'm afraid there's so many of those things that are coming true now. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at this stuff. So there's things out there in Hollywood that we look at now and just go, how did they get it so right? I'm just waiting for uh, the, the president's cabinet to start wearing these gigantic medallions <laughs> on their chest so we know who they are. You know, I'm the Secretary of Education. <laughs> well, they don't have the medallions, but they're kind of fitting the roles <laughs> these days. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. you're absolutely right. It, that stuff, I think a lot of it is coming is coming true. Sure. Um, and while the dumbing down of America. I mean, that was kind of the whole basis of that that, that movie. movie. They traveled 500 years into the future, and yeah. you know, um, but it's th- got electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't drink water. They drink this Gatorade type stuff. But you they know? watered their crops with the Gatorade type yeah. stuff. Yeah. What was it? The company uh, Brando. Yeah, Brando. They, they, Brando. they bought out the FDA. Yeah, the FDA <laughs> wouldn't approve it, so they bought the, the FDA. FDA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're it's it's funny to laugh at, but look at what goes on now. the The ridiculous now is is everyday life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it's uh, I, 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 upside down, backwards, forwards, topsy turvy. This is the world we live in. And this is how important elections are because, you know, we're looking at the direction we're going. And this is a, I mean, this is a train without brakes, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we're going to have to figure out a way to get this train stopped. If not, then this is the direction we're going. You ever seen the movie Unstoppable? I think it's what it's called with uh, Denzel Washington and Chris Pine. No. So it's about a runaway train. So they're, they're train conductor, train engineers. Yeah. And there's a train that um, is going full speed on a track and it's heading towards 
like Scranton, Pennsylvania or something. Gotcha. And the whole premise of the movie is that they got to stop this train because it's, it's going to hit this populated area and there's a curve in the track. Mm-hmm. And a train will derail there because it's going way too fast. It's going to hit the, all these fuel depots and blow the whole eastern seaboard up, right? Gotcha. And so I look at politics in America as like that right now. We are, America is currently that train that is speeding out of control. Yeah. There's a curve coming up soon, okay? And right now you've got Joe Biden as the guy, the engineer, who's basically he's the one that put the, the train at full speed. Yeah. In the movie, what it was was there was an engineer. They're trying to move. They're trying, trying to move this 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 like you know, twenty car train somewhere. Uh-huh. He get he gets the train going, gets out of the train to move a switch. Yep. And can't get back in the cab in time. Okay. So the train is basically running on its own. On its own. Yeah. Well, that's Joe Biden. Joe yeah. Biden's the one that was in the cab, <laughs> set thought thought he set the brake but didn't. Got out. Now he can't get back in because he's too old and slow <laughs> and stupid. Okay, well, and now the train's going full speed, and there's no one to stop it. Well, the, the track has already been laid for what he's doing to us. Yes. You know, we all those entities we talked about before, you know, that used to be conspiracy theory that is now all of a sudden, you know, just out there in front of everybody. You know, the, the Bilderberg Group, the, the World Economic Forum, the World Health Organization, this, you know, look at the pandemic. You know, you, you can go to Walmart, but you can't go to church. Mm-hmm. You know, you got um, Ill- illegals coming across the border to, to get free health care, but, uh, you know, Obamacare made us all pay higher rates for it. You know, everything that's going back and forth, things that it just doesn't make any sense, that's, they laid that track. Mm-hmm. Chaos. They, have incre- they increased the amount of chaos yeah. in our country. And that, 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 that track has been laid and, Ob- uh, and, and Biden is the, the perfect bumbling idiot to, uh, to jump off that engine and hit that switch and watch it roll on. Well, the Democrats playbook is all about create problems, create yeah. chaos and then create a solution to it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's exactly what they're doing here. Sure. Every decision they're making. Yeah. It's not good, good for the country. And the pawns they use, they're they're turning on each other. It's it's funny to watch all this stuff, how it plays out. And if it wasn't for the fact that the train is at full speed, it'd be kind of fun to sit back and watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I read a story this week about um, one of the original the uh, um, uh, guys who put together um, creators, coordinators, whatever you want to call it of uh, the first big gay rights parade in New York City 40 years ago. Man's up in his 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, went and protested at a transgender parade. Really? And while he was there, the leader of the transgender parade assaulted him. So now everybody's in court fighting it out. But the guy the guy from that set up the uh, um, the gay rights parade that was assaulted said, you know, that the, the now the trans people are interrupting the uh, the progress that L, you know that the uh, the gay rights uh, liberation movement has gotten all these years they're taking over you know the spotlight so now they're cat fighting amongst themselves mm-hmm. stop it well it's funny how they want <laughs> yeah the gay rights yeah. people want all of us to accept them right but now they won't accept the they won't the, accept the, 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 the trans I mean the trannies whatever yeah. Those you're right, people. though. They're not. I mean, yeah. Again, I don't believe any of that stuff. Yeah. But, but if you're going to force me to accept it, then you better accept other things too. Exactly. So you know, if showing how much of a hypocrite they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and if it wasn't for the fact that you know we have let that let it get so ingrained in American culture, um, where we are now that train, 
I don't want to be on that train, you know, crashing. No. I'll sit back and watch the train crash. Sure. But, you know, this is this is ridiculous now. I mean, it's funny. We have allowed it. So I showed you earlier. I posted on my Facebook page a a video a group did that shows how to train humans. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they brought three people into a room, and these three people knew they're sitting there filling out an application like it's a job fair. Yeah, and they they're fill, actors. They're actors. They know what's going on. They know the deal, and they know that off in the distance somebody's going to ring a bell. When that bell rings, they sit down. When it rings again, they stand up. And they continue to do so. Well, they bring another person in there who has no idea what's going on. First time, he kind of looks at him funny. Second time they ring the bell, he sits down. They ring the bell again, he stands up. You know, so now he's doing what the people who know what's going on, he knows what's going on. They bring another person in, does the same thing. First looks at him funny and then complies. They bring a woman in, she just sits there and looks at him like they're a bunch of idiots. Well, they pull her out. Then they bring other people. There's a row of like 10 or 12 chairs. By the time they get all those chairs full, they're ringing that bell. Everybody stands up. They turn. That, they ring a bell again. Everybody sits down. Then they take the actors away who know what's going on. So the only people left in the room are the ones who uh, had no clue what was happening when they walked in. And they continue to stand up and sit down at the ringing of the bell. Bunch of Pavlov's dogs. Mm-hmm. You know? So you see how easy it is to train humans? That's exactly what's happened to America right now. Yeah. We've been trained through the school system, through the healthcare system, through the judicial system. You know, it is we have the majority of people have been trained. My wish is that everybody was that one woman who would not comply. And that's usually what you get with the majority of conservatives folks like us mm-hmm. we are not complying with this agenda we're the ones sitting down whether that bell's going on or off right yep right so that's it's going to fall into the responsibility if this whole new world order type stuff continues those people who did not answer to the bell are going to be the ones who's going to save it yeah and well, you, you know if that's you or not. I'm not talking to you directly. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking in general. But right. yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like our founding fathers. Mm-hmm. They they were rebellious in their own way. Sure. They didn't answer to the bell. They did not. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them pay with their lives. Yep. But look at what they created out of it. They created sure. a country that we have today, a democracy yeah. that never existed in the world. A republic. A republic, exactly. Yeah. You know, but had they had they listened to the bell. Sure. Was it King George? Well, Yep, we w- we wouldn't be here today. George Borgie the third, you know, it was um, and, and you know, people always complain. It doesn't matter what organization you're a part of. I don't care if it's a political committee, if it's a social or civic committee. Doesn't matter the Rotary Club, the Eagles Club, the Lions Club, the Moose Club, um, Chamber of Commerce, whatever. The Jim Wood Fan Club. Sure. Okay. You know, no, my people are great. Um, yes, they are. You know, I'm a member of a gun club. Me too. Actually, I'm the president of the gun club. I'm part of that gun club. How about that? Yeah. But if you notice in that gun club, everybody complains just like every other organization. Why is there only 10 people that does all the work and everybody else, you know? Now, we have a little different setup at the gun club. You know, if you don't work, you got to pay extra. Yeah, um, I noticed that. Yeah. Give me that $50. Um, no. Oh, you will. <laughs> Fine. You take cash. <laughs> of course. We're Americans, aren't we? 
But, you know, it, it doesn't matter what club, when you were in school, they put a committee together for the prom or for the fall dance or the, the Halloween carnival, whatever it is. And there's always that one group of people who's always diligent, doing all the work, and everybody else is kind of standing around grab ass and then doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter what. And people out there listening, you know you're a part of it. If you don't know that you're a part of it, then you're one of the idiots who grab ass and are not doing the work. You know, it's like that everywhere. Why? Because that one person that didn't answer to the bell in that experiment. Mm-hmm. The ones who are doing the work, that's those people. You know, doesn't matter what part, what what organization you're a part of. If you're the one doing all the work, you're that one person. Mm-hmm. You know, yet you don't answer to anybody's bell. And that was a group of those people who got together in, in, in the mid-1700s and went, you know, King George, this taxation without representation thing is not working for me. Yep. They're the ones that showed up at Boston Harbor in the middle of the night dressed as Indians, oh, excuse me, Native Americans, and threw the tea in the harbor. Mm-hmm. You know, and they were also the ones who went out and recruited a bunch of the folks who said, yeah, I'm like that. In the United States, 1%, less than 1% of our citizens actually serve in the military. That's just a crazy low number. That's a way crazy low number. But you realize the low percentage of people, I think it was like 3%, only like 3% participated in some way in the revolution against England. Wow. When we got it, when we won our independence. Imagine if more had participated. So those people who don't answer to the bail, they're the ones who make the difference. Yeah. But it, it's a few, it's a small number. It's always going to be a small number. It's always. So don't get frustrated too much. And this goes along with another conversation we had earlier. Mm-hmm. You can't get too frustrated too much at people who like to be there and know what's going on, but they answer to that bail. Yeah. Focus your energy on the people who don't answer that bail. Mm-hmm. Bring the others in when you can, but focus on the people who answer, who do not, who refuse to answer to the bail. And reward them appropriately. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because if I've got that room of people who look like they were applying for a job, if I actually were apply, uh, hiring somebody, I'm hiring the person that did not answer to the bell. Mm-hmm. I want somebody who's a free thinker and thinks to themselves and comes up with their own you know, conclusions and, and, and thoughts. So, yeah, I know. I don't even have to t- go through an interview process. That is the interview process. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. Next time you hire someone at the gun store, you're going to show them that video and be like, which one are you? Yeah. Are you the sit-down kind or are you the stand-up kind? Yeah. If I yeah. ring this bell, what are you going to do? <laughs> what the hell is that noise? Why is there, why is there a bell ringing around here? <laughs> why can I keep standing up? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. want you to get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You fail. <laughs> That's right. Oh, well. So what else you got in the big magic fruit book over there? Well, you know, another person that uh, that tends to stand apart from everybody else is Vladimir Putin. Oh, always has. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, good old Vlad. Good old Vlad. Yeah, Vlad. You know, he's, depending on what you read about him and what you watch about him, you know, he might be doing really, really, really good in Ukraine or he might be doing really, very bad in Ukraine. But one thing he's doing right now is he's calling up the reservists. Yeah. And apparently... Um, he is not going to bluff on nukes. I heard him say that, um, and that was because of Biden's little comment to the UN that we are going to stand firm and stand our ground, and we're not going to be pushed around. And um, basically, Putin's acknowledging that the U.S. is at war with them. Well, sure, and, they are. and you and I have been saying this from the very beginning. Sure. 
it didn't matter that we were sending $40 billion of aid to Ukraine. The second yeah. that we started to arm the Ukrainians, yeah. we entered the war. Yeah. We might not think we're fighting a war. Yeah. They are. Now, you got to listen to what he says, too, you know, because he kind of refers to, you know, Germany and he refers to other countries that are, you know, kind of binding up against him. You know, he didn't like the fact that we put some of the uh, um, northern countries um, in the in the U.N. Yeah. or in, in NATO. I'm sorry. Excuse me. In NATO. Um, he took offense to that, um, you know, and he, he may say the European countries, but he's looking beyond those countries across sure. the you know across the ocean and looking right directly in Joe Biden's eyes when he says that. Well, I mean, he knows the yeah. U.S. runs NATO. Yeah, I mean, we're responsible for what a third sure. of NATO's budget. Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and I mean, back Donald when, Trump took care of a lot of that. But oh yeah. yeah, well, Trump basically threatened to withdraw if nobody was going to you know pony up what they were supposed to. Sure, and then Biden comes in and just kind of de- but not another train reference, but derails all that exactly. Yeah. Um, and so you know, yeah. So Putin sees America as being really the enemy. Oh yeah. And, and honestly you look at, you know, you look at Ukraine right now, they're going on their counteroffensive. Now yeah. I'm not a military person, but just in my civilian look at this cold war the, part. De. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Without Charlie Sheen. <laughs> but you know, if the U S had not armed Ukraine, mm-hmm. Ukraine probably would not be a country right now. It, what I'm getting at is that we're the ones that gave them the weapons. We're the ones that are responsible for this counteroffensive against Russia. Listen, Russia knows we've been prepping the Ukrainian region for a decade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because the U.S. government is the one who propped up Zelensky into power to begin with. That's right. You know, um, when it comes to elections, well, that's a good way to, you know, test run a not-so-honest election. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Gotcha. Okay. We're speaking I, the same language I feel you, dog. I got you. So, you know, and all the things that's not, and it's been proven. I, it's just not conspiracy. It's it's there. It's in black and white. All the things that is not um, not proper for us advanced American civilization to be doing, you know, like biochemical weapons, stuff like that, has mm-hmm. all been propped up by the Zelensky government in the Ukraine, supported by, paid for by, and encouraged by who else? The United States of America. Exactly. So Putin is not stupid to the fact. No. He knows that this Cold War has been going on for a while. This is not just something new. Just the world, the, the powers that be have picked the Ukraine as the modern-day battlefield. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was reading an article the other day that was talking about, um, actually it was this morning, mm-hmm. they were talking about uh, Benedict Arnold, right? Oh, yeah. And how he was the traitor. Yeah. You know, originally, he, he stood out among, I mean, he was, a, he was, a, he was a, a major general for our military for a long time. Yep. And then once George Washington gave him, um, was it West Point? West Point, yep. He basically sold it for, was it 20,000 pounds to the British? Sure, yeah. Right. He, he, there's a deeper story behind it. He felt jilted. He felt sure, like yes. he was cheated. Well, some, some people His were promoted, promoted above him. They were, and given higher responsibilities in right. battle. That's, you know, the warriors. You know, right. He, he was a true warrior at one point and was and mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. He was a, a, a heck of a military commander for... Well, just in general, he was he was a, a hell of a military commander. Mm-hmm. But once he traded, was a traitor to the United States. The Brits never trusted him. But when we were fighting that war, France later on entered the war. Uh-huh. Once they saw there was a certain battle we we fought, we won. Yep. France said, "Hey, we're going to come help." Yep. And they did. Yeah. 
So you look at you look at you look back then at the Revolutionary War. France was directly involved with us. They gave us arms. They gave us people. Mm-hmm. You know, we they had military advisors. They were involved. And that was how part is of their it, downfall? <laughs> right. How is it any different today with us in Ukraine? Yeah. You have Ukraine versus Russia. While we may not have physical American boots on ground shooting the Russians, yeah. we're providing the military advisors. Sure. We're giving them arms that they've never even, they couldn't even yeah. dream of. Well, we made leaps and bounds during our revolution, you know, towards defeating the, 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 the empire. Yes. You know, by the time the French got involved, that was just the frosting on the cake. Right. Um, we propped up from get-go Ukraine. Yeah, we did. You know, and we should, and, and my my thoughts are why? Because they were already having issues in the Donbass region. They were already having issues in the, the eastern part of their country because they took part of what the citizens there felt was Russia. They felt like they were Russian. They still spoke Russian. You know, they still wanted to be a part of Russia. So the uh, right after the new um, uh, uh, administration, Zelensky, mm-hmm. took over, um, they started military action against those people. It was only a matter of time. It's almost like you're trying to pick a fight or you're daring them. Come yeah. on out here and fight me. I dare you. You know, it just, it, it I, we're moving towards an ugly part of world history. Well, we're, we're on the cusp, I think, of World War III. Very well could be. And, and the reason being is because now you've got where a uh, thing where Putin is, is uh, you know, conscripting people. Sure. He's, he's, he, Putin has not quite yet used his his regular forces. Yeah. He's been using brand new people, conscripted. Now he's going to res- reservists. Yeah. So the question is, number one, and, and again, this is where I'm not military, so maybe you can yeah. explain it to me. It, and a special military operation, like he, as, as they call it, I can see them initially using some, you know, not not sending your 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 best out there, yeah. Because you you probably think you're going to come in there and just take care of business in a week and be out of there or mm. whatever. Here we are, what month seven, month eight, yeah. Okay, and to me right now you've got probably a stalemate. Okay, neither one's really yeah. advancing in the country. Depending on which 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 agency you read, you know, Fox News may tell you that the Ukrainians are on a counteroffensive; they're pushing Russia out. Then you yeah. read another one, Russia, no, they're regrouping and they're going to do things over here. Sure. The question becomes, why isn't Putin using his regular forces yet? Doesn't need to. And he why not? Know, he knows this is going to escalate into something bigger than what people expect. And people, um, he is planning on. Now, so we go back, and it's something we've mentioned before. Putin has made comments in Russian media that this war has nothing really, not as much to do about Ukraine as much as it is to stop the New World Order. Right. Those words came out of his mouth, in Mm -hmm. Russian, of course. Mm -hmm. But those words came out of his mouth. So think of it from a strategy point. The the, The Russian people do not look at the Ukraine as a real threat. Okay. So let's put it in American standards, okay? You've got a smaller country that you want to test the waters, mm-hmm. all right? There's a whole lot of things going here you want to, because since the Cold War, since uh, since the Cold War was over and, and the Soviet Union has broke down to just Russia, they don't have the, the, the um, uh, military intelligence. They don't have the intel they used to have. Do they still have plenty of it? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So right now, all he's doing is testing the waters. 
He's seeing what the intel capabilities are. He's seeing what the uh, the shipping com- uh, capabilities are. Who's joining up? Who's not joining up? Who is coming to be more aggressive and who's not? He's All identifying right? who the true enemy is. He's identifying se- uh, uh, resources. Okay. All right, yeah. and yeah. sure, and who the re- and, and being people as a resource. Mm-hmm. Right. So let me just send in, in the American version. Let me send the National Guard in first. Okay. All right. Let's send in the National Guard, the old guys, the part-timers, stuff like this. Let's send in that variation of our military. Let's send them in first and see and just test the waters. I'll use those as my test sample. Okay. I, I can get behind that, yeah. And when they, when, they, when they put their best foot forward, I've got the majority of my forces, the better of my forces, and the stronger of my forces completely in reserve. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, that, that does make you're, sense. You're laying that decoy punch out there. And then when you walk into that, that knockout zone, then he, that's when he throws the punch of the main force. See, I guess for me where I was kind of getting, not confused, but my, my thing is I go back to the early days when you kept hearing people say, well, he's going to walk into Kiev, Kiev and uh, he'll, he'll mop up Ukraine in three days. Yeah. And no, so he's not trying to. Yeah, but in the back of my mind, though, I still had that going, mm-hmm. what they were saying, you know, but mm-hmm. no one really knew what his goal was. Sure. As you're talking, I'm thinking through this, you know, we've we've now looked back at the war. It's been going on for seven months now. Mm-hmm. He's clearly, he has Crimea. He has yeah. the Donbass region. We know what's going on there now. Things have been brought to light that were not brought to light before. Yep. So, yeah, now it does make sense. Instead of committing your big force. Sure. Commit a small force. Yep. See what happens. Yeah. And then withhold the big one for later. But now that you've got a counteroffensive that Ukraine has been pushing against Russia. Yeah, you're not, I mean. You know, so now he's activating, you know, what, 300,000 new, you know, Russian soldiers to to, to, to to send out. It'll take time for them to move down there. Sure, into, you know, it's not going to be overnight or anything. But all I'm trying to get at is, okay, what would be the next step after that? You know, is he trying? Is he trying to hold the Donbass region, or is he trying just to clear it of the bad Ukrainians there, and then let it go back to the way, let Donbass be its own autonomous region? What with, with the information that a civilian like myself, um, with the information that I read, is you know it's limited, mm-hmm. um, and you don't wait for ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. You know, any uh, even OAN or Newsmax or any of those, you, you for in situation like this, you cannot, you can't take what they report as gospel. True. You tend to go to the foreign uh, news organizations, and then you just kind of look for those, like I say, those trigger words that you put mm-hmm. them together, just like I, you know, we were talking about earlier, um, and you you look at what he's doing, he is seeing everything on so much of a bigger picture, you know, to stop what he says is the new world order, his whole reason for it. Mm -hmm. So what is the end game? What is it? I I can't tell you what that is. I don't know. I've been reading it. I've been studying it. I've been watching it. Um, I don't know where he sees the end of it, or I can't comprehend the idea of where he sees the end of it. Um, But what I do see is him um, ready to well, ready to do, to do a Stalingrad to the last man, to the last gun, to the last bullet. Do you think he'll launch nukes? Um, 
he's going to talk that way. I'll tell you right now, though, if it were if he were to do it, when he has limited area and they've pulled troops in the Russian troops he has in the Ukraine, he's pulled them back to specific points. If he was going to do it, he would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. Because for him to take the the least amount of losses and still prove his point that he will push that button, um, wow! Now'd be the time to do it. See, I'm just waiting for him to, instead of launching nukes, just go destroy the uh, nuclear reactor that's there. It was over there near Odessa. Yeah. It's one of the largest nuclear power plants mm-hmm. in Europe, or maybe it's the largest. Yeah. You know, do something that's going to devastate Ukraine. So this podcast comes out on Friday, uh, September the 23rd. Is that correct? Yes. So it takes me back. Um, this podcast will be one less than a 24 hours old. Um, the a uh, a prominent German um, politician spoke in front of the UN or spoke in front of a group and said that um, and flat out told the people that September 24th, 2022 will be a day the world remembers in history. Really. You not well, seen I had that not yet? seen that. No. Yeah. Um, Some of us had to work all day so, today. So. <laughs> no, this was earlier in the week. Well, I had to work um, all week. So. And he said this, and he repeated it. So it's not like he misspoke on the date. Um, but he said September twenty fourth. Now, is that a conspiracy theory? It could be construed as such. I hope September twenty fourth comes and goes with you know, with with uh, without any kind of incident. I'm not looking forward to something happening. Uh, but you know, you look for those trigger words. Yeah, and you look at different sources and look at where. Um, I don't know. He's pulled his he's pulled his forces back, and they're saying that he's in retreat. Is he in retreat? Is it a tactical retreat? He's just advancing the other direction. Yeah, see, there's a difference there. That tactical retreat mm-hmm. is like loading a spring. You know, you pull that spring back and then let it go and watch it watch it explode with the energy is stored. Um, is it a is it a, a retreat in the you know a, an attack in the opposite direction or is it a tactical retreat? Yeah, I don't know. Is that comment the German made in front of the world part of it? I don't know. But um, I want to keep the news very close to me on Saturday, September twenty fourth, twenty twenty two. Maybe what we should do that day is let's just call the election in Waynesboro on the twenty fourth, <laughs> and you win. <laughs> Well, if we're going to do that, may as well call it right now. Oh, done. Okay. Congratulations, Jim. Well, you won. thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. You know, my opponent put up a fight. Um, and I, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the, you know, uh, appreciate the challenge. Um, but uh, I think we'll just wait till November 8th. Okay. Yeah, that's a smart move. Smart, yeah. smart move. You know, I had not heard about that date. But, but you know, I, I, as you're talking, I was thinking, you know, the problem that Germany has right now is they've got a big energy issue, right? Yes. So they got so. rid of, they basically shut down every single nuclear power plant they had and turned to wind and solar. Yes. We've seen how that's working out for them oh, now. Have you because, seen the new report where they're changing the engines? Oh, no. On the windmills? No. The turbines on the engine, uh, the turbines on the windmills have to be changed every three to four years. I've heard about that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So in order to change the uh, turbines, the coils in there, in order to do that, the amount of heavy machinery and heavy equipment and cranes and such to do that, um, I think they burn something like 5,600 gallons of diesel fuel in order to 
change the the copper or the coil turbines, uh, oh coils in the turbines, which really negates all the energy produced by the clean energy produced by those turbines, and just changing the motors in them or that's, changing the coils in them. That's crazy. Yeah, isn't it though? Well, you know, so when they, when they did this whole green technology change, right? What they weren't telling people is they were also still buying energy from Russia. Yeah. So you had that was it the Nord Stream two pipeline? Yes. That's now been shut down. Yes. So you know, basically Germany has no energy. Yes. They're talking about this winter, like Germans not being able to heat their homes with anything because they have nothing. Uh-huh. And, you know, I kind of wonder if Germany is looking at some sort of offensive of their own Yes, against Russia. Because, you know, Zelensky's come out a couple times in the media and said basically that Germany has not come through with the weapons that they've promised. Yeah. Now... To be fair about Germany, for years in the was in, in the German uh, Germany's uh, constitution, they were like their militaries for like defensive purposes only. They couldn't sell military hardware. Yeah. So a lot of stuff was basically ignored or overwritten when Ukraine got invaded by Russia. Yes. And so you know they were they were you know they promised Zelensky much things and didn't come through. So I'm kind of wondering if Germany is now thinking, okay, we're hurting. Yeah. We have no energy. Russia's hurting us. We've got to do something. Yes. Maybe this date something that Germany's going to do. I don't know. I was just, just uh, thinking you about nev- that. You never know. Um, you never know. I mean. Because, I mean, the U.S. is going to do, we're not going to do anything. We're going to well, sit back. We're just going to watch. We're going to, we're going to observe. Well, well, Sleepy Joe, you know. <laughs> He'll sleep right through it. So the, the, the <laughs> well, you know, there was the story of why our D-Day invasions worked so well in World War II was because everybody was afraid to wake up Hitler. To, <laughs> they were not allowed yeah. to move the Panzer divisions into place to repel the the Allied invasion um, because they wouldn't wake Hitler up. Um, will Biden wake up? <laughs> no, he'll probably be either sleeping or eating ice cream. We we can't bother Biden because he's eating his uh, his Rocky Road ice cream. Right? Is that now. what it is? Yeah. Well, was it during D-Day? Wasn't weren't I'm trying to remember now. There was one of his generals uh, for Hitler told yeah. him that the Allies were going to invade at Normandy. Yeah, and 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 at the time, if I remember correctly, Hitler had forces spread out through Europe, and he did not want to bring any more back to Normandy, and he wouldn't listen to yeah. his general. And had he listened, yeah, our D-Day invasion probably would not have been successful at all. Yeah. So I kind of look at it as divine intervention that that he didn't move his people and he, they they didn't want to wake him up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just the U.S. We're going to do nothing. We're, we're going to sit back. We're going to watch. Mm-hmm. I don't think Joe has any clear idea of what to do. I mean, even the stupid stuff like, you know, recently he was asked, "Well, if Taiwan is invaded by China, what will the U.S. do?" Oh, we're going to defend Taiwan. But then the next breath, it's we have a one China policy. Well, which is it? Yeah. I mean, either we consider China and Taiwan one big country yep. or we consider Taiwan to be independent. And so we're playing both sides of the fence there. We're playing both sides of the fence even with Ukraine. We don't want to tick off Russia, but then we also want to keep Ukraine happy. So we'll give them we'll give them certain weapons that they can use to defend themselves but not go offensive. Mm-hmm. How are we not involved in this war? Yeah, well, we're 100% involved. I mean, we've been involved. We've been involved since the very beginning. And, uh, and, you know, the fact that people don't want to recognize that fact, um, well, it shows that, you know, people just sticking their head in the sand. Yeah. 
And I think ultimately we're going to pay the price. Well, we're there's a, a very high price we will pay for this. And the yeah. question is, what is it going to be? Yeah. Well, we're looking, you know, I mean, and, and I'm not trying to change gears here, but we're looking at the people who are talking about this stuff, the people who are putting this stuff out there, who are trying to do something about it. Um, part of that chaos we talked about that originally built those tracks with the train running down it, as we spoke earlier, um, is the censoring, censorship. Mm-hmm. You know, I just had some videos taken down off of, of YouTube. I was actually just looking for a clip on YouTube and I got a big screen that popped up that said some of your content has been taken down uh, for false information. What was the false information? We were talking about the Biden uh, Trump election and the uh, things that were uh, unusual. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that have been proven. So they're censoring the information. This is one of those things that they're going through. That's why you don't trust the American sources. Right. That's why you go and search out those foreign sources of information. You know, Ynet, uh, out of Israel, Russia Today, things like that. And there's a lot of people out there will look at you funny. Mm-hmm. They will look at you funny because why are you looking at that? Well, you go go find the information. It's out there. It is. You know, and I, I'm just... I'm floored at the amount of people who will just stand up when the bell rings, mm-hmm. sit down when the bell rings. They'll answer that bell every time. Yep. It sounds like a bunch of Democrats to me. Yeah. You know, I made that comment earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like that, but you know what? It's funny. There's a lot of Republicans, just like the climate change bill that was just supported by a group of, of Republicans fell right into place about climate change. You know, as as uh, the great one uh, Rush Limbaugh used to say, this is a hypothesis put into a computer by people who didn't know if what they were put the information they were putting in was right or wrong, and the computer spit out information based on hypotheses. That's garbage in, garbage out. Exactly. And now we're spending hundreds of million, well, bill, hundreds of billions of dollars to answer that bell. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's all it is. And they're using that as an excuse uh, to to try to train us to answer to the bell, too. Sure. Well, the reason I liken it, I mean, and again, I, I realize that a lot of Republicans are like that, too. But yeah, I think the vast majority of Republicans are less like that than the Democrats are. Just by nature. By yeah, nature. By nature. Yes. yes. Mo- most of us tend to be a little more inquisitive. You know, there's still a lot of them out there who do, who who are just as bad. Oh yeah, no, we are. Yeah, uh, I'm not saying that. Want to make perfect. sure that's clear. You know, yeah. but but you know, it's like when you're going you're going to the polls to vote for someone. Most Republicans I talk to, when they pull that lever, they usually know what they're voting for. They may not know yeah. all the details, but it's, yeah. they have a decent idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm voting for the Jim Wood, yeah. not his not his challenger. Here's the reason why I'm voting for him. There's lots of good reasons why. There's nothing but good reasons. Yeah. You know, but then you get Democrats who pull a lever for the other person. And what they and what it is is that it's well, I'm not voting for the Jim Wood. Yeah. I'm voting against him. Well, yeah. you, you're not you don't you don't have a reason. Ding. You just exactly answered, you just answered the bell. You answered the bell. You yeah. know, I, I was talking to my parents the other night, they're down in Atlanta. And as you know, in Georgia, they've got a big governor's race coming up, yes, right? Yes, they do. Stacey and Abrams. So you got, you know, gap tooth Stacey Abrams versus yeah. Brian Kemp. You know, back home in them hills I come from, uh-huh. they used to have Hillbilly Days, mm-hmm. which was a town celebration. 
And you celebrate your culture. You celebrate where you come from. Celebrate being people of the mountains. You know, you make your own. There's big displays where you make your own molasses and show you how to do things the way the pioneers did back in the mountains. And I remember when I was a kid, one of the fun things they did for kids, they had a, I don't know if I want to say this or not, they had a, a tobacco spitting contest. For kids? <laughs> well, it wasn't for kids. It was part of it. You know, it's one thing the kids could go watch and see. And sure enough, they had set up a measuring tape out and you'd spit for distance. I bet Stacey Abrams is the Georgia State champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. See, I just, I just kind of gave away one of my little hillbilly secrets and, and down somebody else too. So, you know, two negatives equal a positive. Please yeah. continue. I will continue. That was awesome. Though. <laughs> that was awesome. And yes, I give you that. I think that she'd be fantastic at it. I believe she would be too. That's probably the only thing she'd be good at. Ding. You know, cause oh, she's not, there's the bell. <laughs> <laughs> All comes back to that bell, <laughs> you know, but yeah, you know, she's running against Brian Kemp. Yes. Okay. And it's kind of set the stage for a second. Brian Kemp is the current governor. Yes. You know, um, he beat her last time. Yes. Um, you know, he was not a Trump friendly person. Very much not. Um, but right now we find that he's up by, you know, 538.com's got him up by five, per, five points. Okay. Okay. And then another poll by uh, University of Georgia has him up by eight. Okay. So, so she is clearly losing. Yes. But, but here's the fun part. Here's the fun part. Um, Joy Behar. <laughs> has recently come out and said that yeah. in 2024, it'd be great to see Gavin Newsom run with Stacey Abrams. That'd be a great I ticket. I saw that. Now, I, I saw that quote and I went, wait a minute. Stacey Abrams is 0 for 1. She's about to be 0 for 2. Oh, yeah. Okay. We don't count the chickens until they hatch. We She'll be 0 for 2. Okay. She'll be 0 for 2. I'll take your word for it. Okay. This is a woman who's not that good at politics. Now she's good at, at, at getting people to go vote. She's great at you know um, you know the, the whole get out the vote effort. Oh yeah, they were cemeteries all over Georgia voted for. Her. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's why. But other than that, are we on YouTube? Because they'll they'll kick this episode off. We will be on YouTube. I don't know. Are we? No, no, we're not on YouTube. We're not. Maybe no, we should no. go on YouTube just to see if they'll kick us off. Let's try. Yeah, we should. Okay, please continue. Um, but you know she's ding. <laughs> I may lose my train of thought here. <laughs> You've got a horrible guy, horrible candidate in Gavin Newsom. Yes. Okay. But at least he was successful in winning an election and but, running a state. But that's in California. You know, he's not a success at running a state. I mean, he's running it in the ground. Successful in that he got, he got elected, elected yeah. to run a state. But he got elected in California. I mean. But all of them out there that voted for him. <sighs> ding. How? Yeah, exactly. They all answer the bell. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know, same with her. It, it's It's. You got all these Democrats who are going to vote for Stacey Abrams. Why? Yeah. What Why? does she bring to the table? She's done absolutely nothing in her life. Listen, we we elected a, supposedly elected a community organ organizer, uh huh, who was a junior senator because he was good at being a a community organizer. Yeah. So you don't ever count any any don't count the chickens for the hatch. I just have a really good sense about this that she's going to lose. I, listen, I, I trust your instincts, and I hope you're right. For the people of Georgia, where I spent a big chunk of my life in the Army through training and such, at, at Fort Gordon, Georgia, and Fort Benning, Georgia, you know, I spent a lot of time down there, and the Georgia people are great. Hopefully they will rally, and 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 Gap Tooth will be gone for one. Well, she'll be on MSNBC. She might be on The View. Could you imagine her you and know, Joy Behar sitting side by side? Let them. 
I don't oh watch God. the view anyway, so who really cares? I, I'm that'd be comical. You might have to start. You might have to start watching that the would, view, right? That that might be funny. Yeah, see, I just, I can't watch the view. But <laughs> it's bad enough that Star Trek put her in as the president of Earth, which we all know was done intentionally because they're a bunch of liberals. Are you talking about Joy Behar? No, Whoopi? Stacey Abrams. Stacey Abrams on Star Trek. Oh, you was, didn't know about that? No, see, that's that's that solidifies my spot as a Star Wars fan. A hundred to one over Star Trek. So the last season of Star Trek Discovery. Yes. The one with the, the black chick who's leading, who's the, you know, Never whatever. Saw it, but okay. go ahead. It's a waste of time. Anyway, um, the last episode. Yes. Uh, you know, they, they save, the, the crew saves Earth and, you know, the president of Earth wants to come out and say thank you to the crew. Yes. And the, the president, president of Earth, Earth steps yeah. out of the shuttle and it's Stacey Abrams. So in order to have the president of Earth, you would have to have a new world. Oh, oh, that just occurred to you, didn't it? Wow. How about that? Dude. <laughs> your mind, you're, I, you, mind blown. <laughs> we just blew your mind there, Trekkie. You did. Wow. Yeah. The president earth means that they've accomplished their goal. Yeah. And they put her in charge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Horrible actress, by the way. Yeah, well, but it it shows what a horrible idea they've got, and we got to fight even harder now. I know because we don't want to be president yeah. of Earth, but it was done, of course, because they're a bunch of liberals. The, most of the cast are liberals. The the the, peop- the showrunners are all liberal, and they were pushing a very liberal agenda. Sure, of course they are. You know, between all the non-binary gay characters, and then yeah. that it's just like, oh my gosh, okay, yeah. they just keep shoving it in our face. But the point is that you've got a woman who. Stands for nothing in, in Georgia. Yeah. Who has done nothing? I mean, four years ago, the woman didn't have a cent to her name from yeah. all reports. She's made money sure. by running for office. How about that? That's her job. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. She's got, got you. more money to her name now than I will ever have in a lifetime. She earned in three years, all by running for office. Maybe I should run for office. I don't know. I've I've ran for local office and I've spent a ton more than I ever made at it. Oh, it's coming. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's coming. Oh, yeah, it's well, coming. Well, no, because there's not a D behind my name for douchebag. That's true. Yeah, yeah. there's a one. Yeah. Yeah. No. I'm, yeah. I got an R for right on. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. <laughs> right on. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. New world order. Yeah. No, I, and, and you look in the Star Trek universe, not to go Star Trek for just, just for a second. Oh my yeah. God, he's going to geek out. No, no. It, it honestly, I, it, it is, it is new world order. It really is. Okay. I just never connected it with Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, the new world order of today. Seems like I remember you telling me she was going to be in it, but I didn't know her role was president of earth. So news leaked out before the episode aired. And I was thinking, and the news came out and said that she was going to be president of earth. And it's like, you've got to be kidding me. No, and I had then I had to watch it to make sure, and sure enough, she was in it, and uh, oh it, it was it was bad. But again, it was all done intentionally. I mean, yeah, there's no other. I mean, why not choose you to be president of Earth or me president of Earth? But no, they choose old Gaptooth to be president of Earth. Apparently, they had a spitting for distance contest, and <laughs> <laughs> she got the role by when by the she won. Oh my <laughs> Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I'm starting tearing up here. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, well, yeah. Wow. No, I, I I hope they get Georgia straightened out. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I hope that um, even though he was not a big 
Trump supporter and did not support the values of conservatism um, in that particular instance that he uh, uh, that Kemp wins. And I hope yeah. that uh, Herschel Walker walks away with uh, with with a seat. Um, well, as of right now, it appears that Herschel Walker's up by two points, so still within the margin of error. Uh, two points. Um, I mean, but that that's he's come from behind. We're talking about Warnock, who had the lead for a while. Yeah. You know, and we all know about Raphael Warnock. This guy purports to be a pastor, but the dude—he's not. A, he's is not. He's not a godly man. No, he is not. I mean, he should have yeah. been defrocked a long time ago for half the stances he supports publicly. Sure. Um, and I'm not a big Herschel Walker fan necessarily, but at this point, I want anybody to beat Warnock. Man, he was a hell of a football player. Oh yeah, yeah. Ruined my Vikings. Did he really? Ruined my Vikings. Yeah. Who, who do you play for? Um, well, now he was drafted by the United States Football League, the Spring League that I loved so much back in the eighties. He was drafted by the uh, the New Jersey Generals, um, and then when the USFL folded, um, thanks to Donald Trump, mm-hmm. yeah, um, he uh, he played in the NFL. Um, he ended up with the Cowboys, um, with the Dallas Cowboys, and the deal was Minnesota Vikings made a trade for him. That gave away, I mean, ungodly amount of draft picks and mm. uh, players from their roster because Herschel Walker was the football savior for the Vikings. But he was so late in his career, he really didn't have that big of an impact in Minnesota. But with all the draft picks and all the trades that they did for the players from Minnesota, um, that's what got um, – the Michael Irvin, the Troy Aikmans, the Emmett Smiths, mm. the big Hall of Famers that played on the Cowboys in the nineties that got them, uh, was it three Super Bowls? That are, wow! Yeah, the Vikings handed them those Super Bowls with that Herschel Walker trade. Minnesota was just being a, a very nice state. I don't want them to be a nice state. I want after the beating we took by the Philadelphia Eagles this week. Mm-hmm. Listen, man, I was on cloud nine because my Vikings whooped up on the Packers on week one. I heard that. Which is just, uh, you know, honestly, if you beat the Packers twice a year, which we're in the, in the same mm-hmm. uh, division, you know, then we see them twice a year. So if we beat them twice a year, I'm fine if we don't win any other games, uh, sort of. Mm-hmm. But we took a ass whipping from the, the – the score did not re- reflect how bad they really mm-hmm. just made us look like – a JV team. So, man, I'm a football addict, and the Vikings are my team, and holy cow, did we look bad. We look great on week one. Week two, we look like we didn't even belong on the field with them. It's just an off week. I don't know. We get the Lions this week, and the Lions ain't the Lions they used to be. The Lions actually play well, so I'm I'm a little worried about the Lions. But uh, but you, you did know. like the meme I sent you, though. I did. Of, of, of Was it the N- NFC Central? or No, it used to be the Central. It's the NFC North now. North, okay. Yeah. I, I don't know football. All I know is that yeah. it had a picture of four teams. Well, you're a Bears fan. That's obvious yes. that, you, that you don't know football. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I know the teams. I don't know the divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, mean? the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, the Detroit Lions, and the Green Bay Packers are all in the same division together. 
So the so meme I sent to, to Jim. Each I thought team was, they play twice a year. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. So I sent Jim this meme on text uh, this week. I thought it was hilarious. And it, was, it was a meme that had uh, four squares. Yeah. Uh, the first square had the Minnesota Vikings. And Big, they had their... Just mean... Viking. Yeah, just yeah. what you... The nightmare you would expect a Viking to be. Next square had the Detroit Lions, which had a big lion. Oh, yeah. Know, Ferocious king of the yeah. jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next square had the, had the Chicago Bears. Big bear. Right it was, it was actually a grizzly, one of the meanest bears that, you know, eats meat like... You oh, and yeah. Me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big meat eater, yeah. carnivore. Yeah. And then the square for the Packers, and there was a guy that was uh, that was packing a cardboard box. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fitting. It was so fitting. Oh, my uh, gosh. You know, I, the new version of the Packers just drive me crazy. I, you know, even when Brett Favre played with him, I had respect for Brett Favre. Now, he's mm-hmm. going through some legal issues right now that seems a little weird. Really? You know, when you these athletes, they get people to handle their money and handle their affairs, mm-hmm. and apparently there's some – fraud issues that he's going through now but as a football player not Mm -hmm. as whatever that is i don't care i don't know enough about it i'm not going to speak of it but as a football player at least i respect respected brett Favre. Mm -hmm. he was a gunslinger he was tough you know you couldn't knock him out of the game when he came to play for minnesota i loved him because he was he took us to nfc championship blew it in the end but you know he still it was a great season of football to watch um with aaron Rodgers, i just i I could never be friends with that dude. Mm. I could see hanging out with Brett Favre and talking trash. Yeah. You know, that'd be fun. But Aaron Rodgers, no. Well, I couldn't do it because he's a Packer. I mean, just. He's just, yeah. I have no respect for him. He just, I don't know. He's just, yeah, no. You know who else is having um, no respect. legal issues right now? Who's that? Shakira. The 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 Grammy Award winning Latino singer Shakira. Shakira. Yeah. Ooh. So apparently she owes uh, back taxes of some sort to um, to Spain. Well, she's and from Spain. I thought she's from Colombia. Is she from Colombia? She's from Colombia. How does she owe Spain? I'm guessing she lives there. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I don't thought know. she was Spanish. But she, but but, but uh, Spanish, Truly Spanish. Yeah. Well, she's from Colombia, from okay. what I understand. But anyway, well, you're probably right. I don't know. Uh, just I read this one day. Um, but apparently the Spanish tax court is taking her to court because she owes them quite a bit of money. I don't know what the dollar figure is. Anyway, what they're trying to do, because apparent, according to them, I guess she hasn't paid mm-hmm. or she's been, um, you know, not, she's, she's been, you know, negligent, negligent her, paying her taxes. Yeah. Um, they're looking for an eight year sentence. Really? Yes. And they want her to pay like $20 million restitution or something. Holy cow. Imagine Shakira going to jail for eight years. Oh, she'd be the most popular girl on the block. No kidding. Yeah, no, wow. Well, we saw the IRS did it to Wesley Snipes. They threw his sure. in jail. Uh, okay. You know, this week on, on the Wednesday show, we talked about Fred Sanford. We did? Red Fox, the guy who t- who played Red, Fred Sanford. Oh, okay. Because, you know, the IRS took everything he owned twice. Oh, I didn't know that. Twice. They took everything he owned, and then when he built back a little bit of wealth, they came back and took more. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they. I mean, they just, of course now, you know, he was... He was negligent in his, mm-hmm. you know, paying of taxes. Um, but, you know, it comes down to it. When you get people like that, that just really shows what they don't know. Yeah. You know, they have, they trust people to do it for them. Well, that's just it. It's that know? Shakira in the article I read, apparently she has, you know, her accountants are with, uh, was it uh, PricewaterhouseCoopers? Yeah. And um, they they all claim that she's she's paid everything she owes and she owes them zero, but the yeah. court's going after her anyway. But I was thinking eight years 
for Shakira. That's yeah. She should have paid that extra fifty four dollars to TurboTax. They would have represented her for for, for free. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, that uh, case closed. We're done. Yeah. You know, turn the lights off. Everybody go home. Yeah. TurboTax for the win. That's it. <laughs> See, that's why you pay the extra fifty four dollars or yeah. whatever it is. I don't know. Representation. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Should have went for the bigger package, Shakira. Yeah, don't don't you, you skimped out. Look at what happened. Yeah, here. see, don't don't take the shortcuts. That's what that'll get you every time. I thought it was hilarious that, that she was going through all that. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it it really comes down to look, if you got taxes, you gotta pay them. And sure. I, I was having this conversation uh, with a friend the other day and I said, you know, the the problem you have is that you've got especially like with her, you know, she does concerts all over the world, right? Yep. And I'm sure that, you know, everywhere she goes, she has to pay a certain amount of taxes in different sure. places, right? You sure. know, it's like if I live in Virginia, but I, I work full time in California. Yeah. I owe taxes in both places. Yeah. You know, but I, I look at the tax Which situation. Is BS. It is. The, the tax code is so complex, so convoluted. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm to the point where the tax code, like Trump said, basically, or maybe it was Ted Cruz, it needs to be written on a postcard. Sure. Okay. You want to do maybe three different tax levels? Fine. But yeah. here's the way it works. When you make a dollar, you have automatic withholding. Done. Yeah. Th- that's it. If you don't do automatic withholding, uh, then you pay the IRS quarterly. That's it. Done. There should be no more filing of, t- uh, filing of 1040s. There should be no more getting refunds or forget all these ex- exemptions. Pay your tax and be done with it. Well, you know, right now, uh, taxes, finance, you know, when it comes to uh, just basic economics, you look and see what's going on, and you can see it's still all part of that big issue. You buy a car. You pay sales tax on when you get it. Mm-hmm. You go to tag it. You pay sales tax to be able to tag it. If you live in an area that charges it like we do, then you pay personal property tax to be able to park it in front of your house. You know, if you sell it, you got to pay tax on it again. You're taxed, uh, you know, a- a- as you grow up, as you buy, as you spend. When you die, there's a tax there too. Mm-hmm. Your homeowners, if you buy a home... You pay tax up front. You pay tax every month. You pay tax if you sell it too early. You know, right now, the 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 earlier this week, the interest rate went up again. Uh, three quarters of a percent. Which can, you know, when it comes down to it, the government has too much control over our money. Mm-hmm. We have allowed them to do this. We The same thing that we fought a revolution over for is happening right here within our own borders. You know, it's going to get to the point where we're, as, well, you know what, uh, the the 60 Minutes interview last week with Joe Biden, they were talking about 8.3% interest rate. Yeah, but it hasn't spiked in a couple of weeks. It doesn't freaking matter if it's spiked in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's doubled in the last 10 years. And now, and it's and it's gone up, what, two and a half, three points in the last month, month and a half. Under well, the Biden administration. Look at your mortgage rates. They're double That's what they were less than a year ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you and I refinanced our homes recently. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I won't tell what you did, but for me, I got 2.99%. Yep. Can't get that today. That was oh, back in January. Oh my goodness. When the lady did our paperwork, ours is not much different than what you got. When the lady looked at our paperwork, she was like, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. Well, we started this process four months ago, you know, and we were guaranteed this interest rate. She was. She looked at me. And she goes, "I'm looking at things at six and seven percent right now, and it's gone up twice, twice or three times since then." Yeah. You know, so we're looking at some ridiculous stuff here, and why? Well, we shut the country down. Mm-hmm. You know, is it Biden's fault? No, not completely. 
because there was a lot of people. They were governors. They were oh, yeah. uh, uh, state employees, uh, state representatives, as well as federal representatives who who did this. And some of it was under Trump's watch. I'm just going to call a spade sure. a spade. Yep. You know, so you're looking at this. We shut our country down. You do not stop. Well, go back to the train reference. Mm-hmm. We don't stop the train that moves the way that this uni- the U.S. economy does. You don't just all of a sudden hit the brakes and stop this train. Yeah. And now we're going to pay for it. And I'm not really sure. I need to look it up what the interest rate was compared uh, uh, at the stock market crash in the 20s mm-hmm. on Black Friday. But I got a feeling. Was it Black Friday? Black Tuesday? I forget. I don't yeah. Know. Either way, I mean. It was a black day. It was a dark, dark day. I mean, people were jumping off of buildings. Oh, it yeah. It was such a dark Committing day. suicide, yeah. Yeah, because not only did they lose their own wealth, they lost other people's wealth. They mm-hmm. lost corporate wealth, you know. Um, so uh, we're not far from that point right now. And it, if you look at all roads where it leads back to, it leads right back to shutting the economy down for this so-called, well, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Again, guess what it falls right into? What's that? New world order. Where oh, Stacey I've Abrams is president that. of the earth. I've heard about that. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Yeah. The, you know, I, I, you know, as much as I like Donald Trump as president. Yes. Mistakes were made. Yes, and absolutely. Every president makes mistakes. All of them do. Nobody's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, one of his mistakes, obviously, was giving Fauci too much airtime. Oh, my God. Never would have done that. Giving him too much, period. Right. Um, but, you know, not that Trump was all for shutting things down, but he didn't really stop it. Yeah. He didn't really. He Towards the end, he started to lash out at, at governors for shutting things down. But in the beginning, it, it he kind of didn't. Yeah. And that kind of worried me because, you know, those of us who are conspiracy theorists, those of us who try to analyze the news and analyze reality, we saw we kind of saw it coming. Things uh-huh. were going to shut down and shut down bad. And then if you shut down an economy like like America, where we was we had like a was it a 15 trillion dollar economy? I mean, half the world is based on our economy. Yeah. We just shut it down overnight. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to restart it. Oh, it's going to we're going to jump start it back to normal again. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Nothing restarts that quick. No. There's going to be a consequence we're going to pay. Yeah. And we're seeing it now in inflation. Yeah. We're seeing it now with the Fed having to admit they were wrong and calling it a transitory effect. And now, oh my transitory. gosh. Now we got, they've done it 1.5 basis points in the uh-huh. past two months. Yep. And there's no end in sight. It may happen again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we've seen it. And, and 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 look, I mean, look at the trend. Uh, was it the the way events transpired after the stock market crashed? Mm-hmm. What was the thing that rebuilt our stock market? That rebuilt the wealth in America. Hard work. World War Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. Let me piggyback on that. Yeah. Since World War Two, yeah. the American economy has only known war. Yeah. I mean, went right from World War II to the Korean War, to the Vietnam War, to the Cold mm-hmm. War, to Iraq, to, to Desert Storm, to Iraq, Afghanistan. Sure. Really, our economy has not known a time of no war in 100 years. Yeah. We've gone one, from one to another constantly. Yep. And I made that point on several occasions. Why? Because war makes people money. Sure. There is financial profit in war if you are in the right place. Now... 
when you look at it, as you say, as I always give you credit for from 50,000 feet, who are the people in place to, to make that money, to make that wealth? You know, we see the players all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, and the players' puppets or players' representatives are right now the leaders of most countries. That's true. So look at where we're at economically, and look at uh, you go back to uh, 1929 and the stock market crash and see um, see where we're at then versus where we're at now with the mm-hmm. ratio of difference, mm-hmm. you know, and what brought the U.S. out of it, and what are we looking towards marching to? Is this the natural evolution of things, or is this a plan put in place? I think it's a plan put in place. It's kind of hard to deny it when you mm-hmm. see decisions being made that just, you know, just like we talked about, why the borders open? Why are, uh, why is China supplying the, uh, the, the uh, supplies needed to, to flood the southern part of our country with fentanyl? Mm-hmm. They just had a bust in the southern part of our country that if – it were divided up in increments enough to kill a human being would kill 4 million people. That's insane. Grasp your mind around that. that. Things that you would never think is possible. 4 million people, if they took out, if they dosed it out to where one dose per person would kill somebody, they just busted 4 million deaths worth of fentanyl on our southern border. But, but there's no border problem. There's no drug problem here. They're, they're denying that it's there. Yeah. And then turn, they'll say, no, there is no problem at the border, and then turn around and threaten to sue uh, DeSantis for sending immigrants to Martha's Vineyard. Well, that's the reason why they can't go to the border. Yeah. If they go to the border, they have to acknowledge there's a problem. Exactly. That's why exactly. Kamala Harris has never been down there. So all this stuff where they're, you know, they're pulling this David, uh, you know, Copperfield smoke and mirrors, don't look over here, watch, don't look behind the curtain kind of Wizard of Oz crap. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still getting, you know, and we see this and it's getting so often and, and in different categories and different subjects, we're seeing so much of it. It's it's leading, leading us down a path we've already walked down before, except it's going to be on a much, much, much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. I would never, never. I'm a Cold War. I was I was raised in the Cold War. I joined the military during the Cold War. There is nothing about my fiber of being that would ever support Vladimir Putin in anything he does. But there's one thing, other than the fact that I believe that that man is always well in the know and very ruthless— because of his history, mm-hmm. there's one thing that he has said that has spawned, spurred my interest, and that is the only reason he's in the Ukraine is because he's trying to stop the New World Order. Yeah. It's not in the communist plan's best interest, honestly. That's true. And he knows this, or the Marxist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, his country would, essentially, they would lose their sovereignty. Sure. And he doesn't want that. Oh, Lord, I mean, no. they've already, it's already been compromised once, right? He's still old school. When the USSR fell, yeah. there, went, there went their sovereignty. Oh, yeah. It's Absolutely. not going to happen again under his watch. Absolutely. And being the history guy that I am, I'm sitting back and watching it repeat itself. And, uh, you know, some people believe you. Some people look at you funny. And some people think you're just, just another conspiracy theorist out there. Well, a lot of conspiracy theorists have been proven right lately. That's true. We'll see, won't we? Yeah, we will. All yeah. right. Have we come to that point? I think so. I believe you're right. 
Yeah. See, let's, let's end it. We both ended on a right note. We did. It's because How we're just two right guys. How about, well, in more ways than one. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us this week on this week's podcast episode of The Liberty Room with Jim and Dwight. Don't forget, thelibertyroom.com, that's the website you go to. That links you to all your favorite podcast providers that that host The Liberty Room. While you're in The Liberty Room, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And also, just go ahead and copy that link. Is that better for the cool kids? Yes, it's a link. Copy that link and share it on your social media. Get everybody tuned in to the Liberty Room uh, with Jim and Dwight. We're going to have to do a contest or something with the most shares. Yes. We should do a contest. We, we should. I think we should. Yeah. So we, we'll, 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 we'll work something out. Um, you know, maybe Dwight will wash your car while wearing a Speedo. I don't know. You'd anyway, love to see that, wouldn't you? No, I will be in the next county. I promise you. Uh, I want to send you a uh, video. Uh, no, I, no, I got to sleep sometime. It's your idea. I can't, I, no, and it was a great idea. Anyway, <laughs> also the brother show. That's right. It's a brother show because why? Dwight's my brother. That's all right? right. And I've got uh, every Wednesday night pegged on your schedule at eight o'clock with Wednesdays with Jim. That's right. The conversation show where you get to be a part of the conversation. It's live. What'd you say? What'd you call it? Live and in living color. No, it wasn't live and in living. It was so much better. Live, than that. live at five and jive. Yeah, you blew it. Anyway. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't All I know either. is it's on my calendar every single Wednesday at 8 o'clock. Every single Wednesday at 8 o'clock, and you can get there from thejimwood.com. Simulcast on five different platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and Telegram. So you got no excuse for missing it. you got no excuse for getting in the conversation. We talk about local. We talk about national. We talk about goofy stuff. We talk about serious stuff. It's just a place to get together to talk with folks, whether you agree or not. It's uh, Everybody's welcome. So thelibertyroom.com, that gets you to the podcast where you need to subscribe today. And thejimwood.com, that gets you to the Wednesday show. Wednesdays with Jim, 8 o'clock every Wednesday. Listen, podcasts are great, but we got a life too. We got stuff to do. We got places to be, people to see. That's right. Babies to shake. Hands to kiss. Hands to kiss and babies to shake. Yeah. We're definitely ending on that one. Everybody yes, have a great week. We'll we'll talk. We'll you'll hear us next Friday, but come see me on Wednesday. Everybody have a blessed week. <laughs>